Hello everyone. So today I will be going over how to structure an answer to the essay question, is there a democratic deficit in the UK? This question is worth 30 marks, so that means that you will need a clear introduction, three main points and a conclusion. In total, this would be probably about eight paragraphs. So let's begin with the introduction. Your introduction should be quite short and to the point, and you will need to start with some definitions. So we will have to define what a democratic deficit is. We can start with um, the fact that a democratic deficit occurs when the government or government institutions fall short for fulfilling the principles of democracy in their practices or operation. After you have defined the key terms in your introduction, we will then move on to writing your argument. Now, this will consist of the three sections you are going to talk about. And in this case, we will be talking about the vote turnout, free media, and the first-past-the-post system, which seemingly do not support democracy. So, you have a simple sentence saying that this essay will focus on X, Y, and Z, which will be on your three arguments. However, in order for your essay to be balanced, you will need to mention the other side of the argument, and this should be your concluding argument. So, you will need to end your paragraph with a short sentence saying that although low voter turnout, the free media and the first-past-the-post system has posed limits on democracy, this is not enough to say that there is a democratic deficit in the UK. This will be the end of your introduction with this clear point and this is exactly what examiners would like to see. So let's move on to our next section which will be your first main point on the low voter turnout. This was already in your introduction so your examiner is expecting this. You will need a very clear point and this should sound something like this. One of the main factors to argue that there is a democratic deficit in the UK is the low levels of voter turnout. And you will then need to support this point by having at least two examples and these should be quite detailed. One of your examples could be that in 2001, the UK received the general election turnout of 59.4%, which is the lowest since the start of the suffrage in 1918. And this low level can even be seen in 2011 AV referendum, which got a turnout of 42.2%. Then it is important to explain your examples, because this is where you will get your analysis points. And you could say something like this. Clearly, this shows that the UK is facing extremely low levels of activity within politics and participation in elections, as well as referendums. This furthermore brings to question if the UK is truly being representative, which is a basic principle of direct and representative democracy. After you have explained your points and detailed examples and used keywords, you will need to then have a link. So the link will come at the end of your paragraph and it's sort of a mini conclusion so that it will say something like, therefore, it has been shown or it is clear to see that low levels of voter turnout 
clearly does not uphold the principles of direct and representative democracy. So then you will need your clear counter-argument point, and this could be that e-elections or e-petitions encourage voter turnouts, which shows that there is not a democratic deficit in the UK. Then you will need to use your two examples, and one of them could be that the whole reason as to why um, the EU referendum issue has been discussed at all in the Houses of Commons is that the Backbench Business Committee put it on the agenda of the House because more than 100,000 supporters had been gathered by e-election. You will next need to explain this and say that the petitions are clearly an integral form of direct democracy because if they gain over 100,000 signatures, it would be considered for debate or dealt with by the government. So after that, and after you go into detail and explain why it is important, you should use another example, such as the 1989 Hillsborough football stadium disaster, where 140,000 people argued for a full disclosure of all government documents relating to the issue. They were successful. After you have around two examples to back up your points, it's important you again have that link at the end, which summarises your argument. Because remember, this is going to be your argument in your conclusion as well. So you can say something like, this clearly shows that there is not a democratic deficit because the petitions have become a much more popular form of direct democracy and has led to many debates in the Houses of Commons. Next, we will move on to the next two paragraphs, which will be your second section. So here your point could be that on one hand, free media does not support democracy. Then it is important to give an example to back up your point. And this could be that when the Electoral Commission found that the vote to leave, which was the official Brexit leave campaign, broke the law, according to the Observer, they channeled hundreds of thousands of pounds through two smaller connected campaign groups to get around spending limits. This clearly shows that the free media is not truly controlled and can indeed be manipulated, especially when the free media should function as a sort of watchdog that can investigate and report government wrongdoing. However, as you can see here, one of the government campaigns are the ones that are manipulating the media. So that would be your explanation. You could always add another example to reinforce your points and then complete your link. This will summarise your argument by questioning whether the media is truly democratic. Next, we will focus on the counter-argument, which should link to the previous paragraph. Our point here could be that the media does indeed expose political corruption, which in turn means that it is democratic. After stating your point, it is very important to have a strong example to back it up. And one example you could use was when Andrew Griffith, an XMP um, resigned in 2018 as Minister for Small Business and suspended for sending 2,000 texts, many of a violent and sexual nature, to two constituents in little over three weeks. This shows that the free media is majorly a force of good and is critical to a democracy in which the government is accountable to the people. So after you give a detailed explanation that answers the question, you should summarise your main points in the link. 
Okay, finally, we will move to the last two paragraphs or last section. And here your points could be that some suggest elections are not fair because of the first past the post voting system, which in turn is undemocratic. Your example could be that being a simple plurality system of voting, first past the post favours two party dominance between Labour and Conservatives. Your example could be reinforced by the fact that in 2010, it was found that 15.7 million or over half of the votes cast in the general election of that year were wasted. And it would have produced the exact same result if those 15.7 million voters stayed at home. Your explanation would come straight after. By saying that this winner-takes-all approach permits the election of the candidate who does not win the most votes and cancels the votes of the losing candidates. So in this sense, citizens' votes are not truly being represented. So you will then need to write a short link to summarise your whole paragraph in just one line. Okay, we will then move on to the counter-argument, which will sound something like this. However, in 2010, the Liberal Democrats in the coalition government proposed another system called the Alternative Vote, or AV. Then you can give a quick explanation that this system is meant to result in more proportional results, where the winning candidate reaches a 51% majority. Unfortunately, when it came to the 2011 referendum, most Tory and Labour politicians campaigned against AV, and nearly 68% opposed it in the referendum. Your analysis would be that surely if the public chose for the first-past-the-post system to determine elections, then their views are being represented anyway, even if this does not always produce proportional results. Then you will write your final link, which will say, therefore, the first-past-the-post system cannot be truly undemocratic if the public chose for it to determine elections. Finally, we will move on to the final stage of writing your essay, and this is your conclusion. Your conclusion should be a short summary of the whole essay, and you can think of it as a way of putting all of your links in one place. It is important to start your conclusion by repeating your argument and always referring back to the essay question. So you would say, Overall, it is clear that there is not a democratic deficit in the UK. First, it was argued that low voter turnout brings to question if the UK is truly being representative of the people's views. However, this was undermined by the increased use of elections, which in turn encourages voter turnout. You will then do the same for the other paragraphs by starting with what was originally said and then your argument, which is the counter-argument. This should be done in no more than one or two lines. I hope this has helped. Thank you for listening.